0: In the days of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah, and he had a wife from the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. They had no child. Now while he was serving as priest before God, he was chosen by lot to enter the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And there appeared to him an angel, an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And Zechariah was troubled when he saw him, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son and you shall call his name John. And you will have joy and gladness and many will rejoice at his birth. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God and he will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready for the Lord a people prepared." And Zacharias said to the angel, How shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is advanced in years. And the ancient angel answered him, I am Gabriel. I have to say, you dolt. I'm sorry, I just love that. (laughs) I stand in the presence of God, and I was sent to speak to you and to bring you this good news. And behold, you will be silent and unable to speak until the day that these things take place, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their time. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. And he will be great, and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. Now the birth of Jesus, the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way when his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph before they came together. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod, the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem saying, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. And when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, rise, take the child and the mother and flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you, for Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. And he rose and took the child and his mother by night and departed to Egypt. But when Herod had died, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt saying, rise, take the child and his mother and go to the land of Israel for those who sought the child's life are dead. And he rose and took the child and his mother and went to the land of Israel. Angels figure to an amazing degree in the birth of Jesus, in the entire Christmas story. Would you like to hear a funny story about angels? It's not vaguely true, but it is funny. (laughs) These two angels were talking about what it must be like down on earth. They'd never been there, either of them. And they wondered, how do the believing people survive amidst all this darkness? One day, while they had the privilege of walking with Jesus, they asked him, well, it's not really something that can be explained. You'd have to experience it. So the braver angel said, can we? I mean, well, can I experience it? Jesus led him, but as they were so inexperienced, he told them not to have any actual contact with humans. He was just to look. Well, he came back and told his friends, it's astonishing, it's much worse than anything we've ever imagined. There are wars everywhere, there's disease, so it's just terrible. And the good people suffer much of the same things the bad people do. The second angel could hardly believe this, so with some encouragement, he decided to take a look himself. Well, he went with the same rules, and then they, both of them went to Jesus. Lord, you just got to let us do something to encourage the good people. They struggle so valiantly against the evil, can you please let us do something to encourage them? So Jesus agrees, and he lets them send a message you know email, text, whatever to every good person, every good person gets this message, and do you know what it said? You don't oh, you didn't get a copy, huh? <laughs> you know if you have to explain a joke uh... <laughs> Well, this all relates to the first answer to a question we want to consider. Who are these angels? Who are angels? What are they? The word angel simply means messenger. Okay. The primary thing we see angels do is bring a message from God to one or more humans. Mostly the word, sometimes it's used for others, but mostly it's used to mean a spiritual being. Over 100 times in the Old Testament and more than 160 in the New. So spiritual beings. A common question amongst religious, uh, not necessarily Christian, people is: Are angels dead people? Okay, do people come back as angels? No, <laughs> they don't. That's a short answer. Jesus, explaining the resurrection to the Sadducees, said: Dead believers are like angels in heaven. Okay. Now when something is like something else, it's not the other thing, okay? If he eats like a horse, then one thing we know for sure is he is not a horse. You aren't like something if you are that thing, okay? <laughs> so they're not people. And spirit beings are made of a substance that is not physical. I know, well, what is it then? I don't know. How could we know? We can't know. And that just leads us to another question. Okay, what do they look like? Angels are ministering spirits, the writer to the Hebrews said. Listen to this interaction of the disciples and Jesus shortly after he rose from the dead. As they were talking about these things, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace to you. But they were startled and frightened and thought they saw a spirit. And He said to them, Why are you troubled? And why do doubts arise in your heart? See My hands and My feet, that it is I Myself. Touch Me and see, for a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. Jesus went on to eat something in front of them to show He was fully human. Our point here, angels are spirits. They don't have flesh and bone. Okay. We should stop for a moment and notice something interesting. There's no teaching in the Bible specifically designed to help us understand about angels. There isn't any, none, zero. (laughs) Uh, It's all called, it's all tangential. It touches on some other teaching at a kind of an angle, right? It's like this one on Jesus. Still, we can learn a lot. We know that since angels are spirit beings and we can't see the spirit world, we really can't see angels, ever, ever. Uh, all we see if we do is a representation of the angel i love something jack wilsey said you see the spirit world and the physical world are completely interconnected okay they're interwoven if you will as we walk in the physical world we are walking through the spirit world okay uh, even though the spirit world is indiscernible to us invisible to us the point is, as Jack said, you may very well have walked through an angel on your way into church today. Well, you know, they do like to hang around where believers are, so could have happened. We can't see angels in their true nature, but we can see their appearance in this physical world. Uh, should we be there when they appear? In the Scripture, some appear in dazzling white, some in the air, <laughs> some with wings, mostly without, some have brass body parts. I'm <laughs> not sure what that... One had wheels within a wheel. You know, that he that had a wheel within a wheel. That, that was an angel. They're fantastic creatures. But usually they just appeared like men. Just guys. And whatever they look like, it's how God wanted them to look for the mission that He had sent them on. Which brings us to the next question. From where do they come? Okay, where do angels come from? You are the Lord, you alone. You made the heaven and the heaven of heavens with all their hosts, the earth and all that is in it, the seas and all that is in them, and you preserve all of them, and the host of heaven worships you. The host of heaven, Nehemiah means the angels. Okay. God created the angels, for by Him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through Him and for Him. Jesus created all things. Invisible thrones or dominions would be the angels that are ruling, right? Good or evil, we'll get to that in a moment. We don't know when God created the angels, but we might have a hint in what he sent, said to Job. Where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? Tell me, if you have understanding, on what were its bases sunk or who laid its cornerstone when the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy? The story of Job is laid out in poetry and most everyone agrees that morning stars and sons of God Shouting for joy means angels. So we know that when the earth was made on the third day, the angels were already created. So they were already there. And then we might wonder, how many are there? Daniel saw a vision of the final days. He said, I watched till thrones were put in place and the Ancient of Days was seated. His garment was white as snow and the hair of his head was like pure wool. His throne was a fiery flame, its wheels a burning fire. A fiery stream issued and came forth from before Him. A thousand thousands ministered to Him. Ten thousand times ten thousand stood before Him. Ten thousand squared is a million. But obviously when one uses round numbers, he's not trying to give an exact count, right? And the Hebrew, most believe, is indicating plural, so it could be... 10,000 times ten thousands, So there could be a billion of them. We don't know. But we do know that there are the same number of them now as there was at creation. And Jesus said to them, the sons of this age marry and are given in marriage, but those who are considered worthy to attain to that age and to the resurrection from the dead neither marry nor are given in marriage, for they cannot die anymore because they are equal to angels and our sons of God being sons of the resurrection. Believers will be like angels who cannot die and do not reproduce. Uh, we'll deal with the absence of marriage in the new creation when we return to Paul's letter to the Ephesians in January. It'll be okay, I promise. <laughs> our point here is, angels don't die and they don't procreate. So, same number at creation as there is now. Well then, What do they do? (laughs) Well, first, they worship and praise God. Bless the Lord, O you His angels, you mighty ones who do His word, obeying the voice of His word. Bless the Lord, all His hosts, His ministers who do His will. God's hosts worship Him. And part of that praise is to do His will. In the Revelation, we see angels praising God everywhere. A magnificent example. Then I saw another angel flying directly overhead with an eternal gospel to proclaim to those who dwell on earth, to every nation and tribe and language and people. That will be glorious to see. But did you note what this angel was doing? The angels are ministering spirits sent out to serve for the sake of those who are to inherit salvation. God sends out his angels to reveal his will. They are his messengers. The man who was said to have a face like an angel, Stefan, that does not mean pretty, it means powerful. Berated the high priest and his crowd by saying, Which of the prophets did your fathers not persecute? And they killed those who announced beforehand the coming of the righteous one, whom you have now betrayed and murdered, you who received the law as delivered by angels and did not keep it. Our point here? Angels were involved in the delivery of the law to the Israelites. The law is the Old Testament scriptures. And there were also many special occurrences where angels instructed and guided humans like those we read at the beginning here, like with Joseph. But also consider the women at Jesus' tomb. Philip as he taught of Jesus. Cornelius as he sought Jesus. Angels provided for Hagar, for Elijah, even for Christ. They protected, as with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the furnace, Daniel in the lion's den, And Paul, in the midst of a storm at sea, angels delivered from trouble and they strengthened and encouraged, as with Jesus, the apostles and Paul. And they were often sent as the answer to prayer, as when Peter was in jail. So we wonder, what special powers do angels have? Then I saw another mighty angel coming down from heaven wrapped in a cloud with a rainbow over his head and his face was like the sun and his legs like pillars of fire. Wow! That sounds like a being with some power. Okay? Speaking of false teachers, Peter said they are bold and willful. They do not tremble as they blaspheme the glorious ones, whereas angels, though greater in might and power, do not pronounce a blasphemous judgment against them before the Lord." Angels are greater in power and might than mere humans. They can fly, okay? They can orchestrate prison breaks. They can cause earthquakes. Four, just four angels will stop all the wind on the earth, okay? These are beings of enormous power, and we can understand why some people ask, should we pray to angels? <laughs> no, again, no. <laughs> Jesus taught very clearly that when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. We are to pray to God and Him alone. But you can understand that seeing an angel in His glory could cause us confusion. John the Apostle was given amazing visions of the spirit world and what will be at the end of time. He saw many angels in all their power. Listen to what he wrote. And the angel said to me, Write this, Blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, These are the true words of God. Then I fell down at His feet to worship Him. But he said to me, You must not do that. I think what happened was that John... Thought the angel was God, you know, a vision of God, because God is spirit, you can't see him. He was that glorious in his appearance. But of course, the angel knew who he was, and he straightened John out. So we can understand at least wanting to talk with angels, you know. Well, what would we call them? We only know for sure the names of two angels Gabriel, his name means the mighty one. And Michael, one who is like God. There is another name. It literally means shining one or sun of the morning, indicating the morning star, sometimes called the day star. It may have been the name of an angel who then fell. The name is Lucifer. Which brings us to an important question. Can we always trust angels? Well, yes. And no, (laughs) I know, I'm trying to be real clear here. Good angels, as we've said, do God's bidding. Always trust Him. But how do we know if it's a good angel? For even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. Peter warned, your adversary the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Peter does talk about how to avoid being lunch for Satan which we'll get to. It relates to how Lucifer became Satan how you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning! How you are cut down to the ground, you who weaken the nations! For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit in the mount of the congregation on the farthest sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. Ah Pride. Before warning his readers about Satan's lion-like activities, Peter instructed them to humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time He may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on Him because He cares for you. Humble yourselves. There are angels, now demons, whom we cannot trust the devil's chief among them. He is their master schemer. So Paul advises we put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. What will happen to them, these fallen angels? Jesus was teaching about the end of all things of believers. He said, then the king will say to them on his right, come you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. But of those who refused him, then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. The lake of fire was prepared for Satan and his demons. Sadly, many humans choose to join them rather than bow to their creator. In his second letter, Peter said, If God did not spare angels when they sinned, but cast them into hell and committed them to chains of gloomy darkness to be kept until the judgment. Certainly He would do so to these false teachers as well. That's all kind of dark. (laughs) Let's get back to the good guys. (laughs) The angels that we so love in the Christmas story. We've read of their mighty power, their closeness to God. So how could anyone ask, could angels be jealous of us? (laughs) Why? Well, Peter wrote of the salvation of believers and said of this great gospel, the things that have now been announced to you through those who preach the good news to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, things into which angels long to look. Huh. I know that silly joke I told is not true, but but part of it is, angels want to know how salvation works. They want details, okay? And they want to know how this works. And we, the church, make that possible. Do you remember that Paul used the term rulers and authorities to mean angels? To me, though, I am the very least of all the saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ so that through the church the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. Angels who stand in God's presence Learn about the wisdom of God from us as we learn about Christ. Jesus said, I tell you, there is joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. They are excited because of our salvation. Angels can't save us in fact, they are exhilarated by the truth that there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Our salvation comes only through and by Jesus Christ. Okay, back to earth. Can we see an angel? We, you and me. I know all praise goes to God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. But wouldn't it be kind of fun to see one of these angels like Zachariah and Mary, Joseph, and the shepherds? I mean... We, Come on, am I alone? <laughs> well, maybe it can happen. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unaware. Now I know, maybe the writer is just talking about when Abraham so kindly was so kindly hospitable to what he thought was men, when in fact they were angels. But if that's all he meant, why mention it? <laughs> I thought think we may very well have seen an angel appearing in human form, sent from God to encourage us. It is possible. I guess we'll find out in heaven. And when we do, we'll recognize another truth. Let's go back and read what John wrote about that great vision. We'll go on just a little further this time. And the angel said to me, write this, Blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb, And he said to me, these are the true words of God. Then I fell down at his feet to worship him, but he said to me, you must not do that. I am a fellow servant with you and your brothers who hold to the testimony of Jesus. Worship God. A fellow servant. There are good angels on our side. (laughs) Fellow servants of Jesus. They are powerful and they are for us. but that's because they are for God. So I think we should be glad that God made them (laughs) and partly made them to help us. They are perfect. Heaven knows we are not. (laughs) And yet they want to know about the salvation that we have in Christ. We are showing them the wisdom of God even now. And one day we'll show them completely. But for us, hold to the testimony of Jesus, worship God. Maybe you are still, in a way, or someone you know is still, in a way, like the angels on the outside looking in when it comes to salvation. Angels are spirit beings, God is spirit. When they were created, they, as Gabriel said, stood before God and they all had a one-time choice to make. Sadly, Satan chose himself over his creator and a third of the angels joined him. They will never turn back to God. There's no chance of redemption for them. There's no interest in redemption. At the end of time, that same thing will be true of all humans who reject god but any living and breathing human can still turn back to god can be redeemed can repent and angels are fascinated by that well the good ones the bad ones they just don't really care <laughs> so there's the question are you like those angels on the outside looking in, wondering what this salvation is like. Do you not yet know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior? Unless your whole being is vibrating with Him, you don't. But unlike those fallen angels, every human being can accept the gift of eternal life. And today could be the day that changes everything. And then the angels of God, the hosts of heaven, will celebrate with great joy. Not unlike how they celebrated the birth of Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. Is today the day you bring joy to angels? Good question. Thank you, Father. We're excited about the angels and how you even sent some to help us. Just mere humans that we are, these incredibly powerful and beautiful and amazing creatures that you made come to help us. They're interested in us. They're interested in our salvation. We are so thankful for that. But even that doesn't hold a candle. To the gratitude we have for you sending your Son, that He would willingly come, become a baby, a real, honest-to-goodness human baby. The eternal Son, adding a human nature to His person, becoming a baby who didn't know who He was. What a strange thought. We don't understand how it works, obviously, but we believe that what you tell us is true. This happened. That baby grew up, lived an entire life, spent only three years telling people the truth. Mainly because they couldn't take him any longer than that and they killed him. although He allowed them to do that. And yes, it was Your plan. Your plan didn't stop there. For He rose from the dead and He actually was willing to say from the first of many, I'm Your brother. Wow! That You should come down to us in such a form and in such a way. We know some people, Lord, that don't know You. They don't understand. They don't have You in their inner being. And we would like them to. Each of us has some specific names in our heads right now. This person. That person. I pray that You would guide us in talking to them. Help us to explain to them that the very angels in heaven, the very ones that shouted with joy and sang with joy when Jesus was born, will sing with joy when Jesus is born in them. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.